0: Welcome to Episode 2 of Radio Elevate. Thank you so much for joining us today. And a special thank you out there to the listeners of last week's podcast of Episode 1 and our Premier Edition. We really appreciate all you guys for coming out and and listening to Radio Elevate, spending time in God's Word and studying what God's Word has to say to us. This week, we're going to continue on with our series on Joseph. We're going to move on to Genesis 42 through 45. Then we've got a special guest that's going to join us just a little bit later on. But first, We're going to do what God calls us to do, and that's going to worship our one almighty God. And we're going to start by doing that today with one of my favorites, Big Daddy Weave, and his song, Overwhelmed.
1: I see the work of your hands. Galaxies spinning a heavenly dance, oh God. All that you are is so overwhelming. And I hear the sound of your voice. All it wants is a gentle and thundering noise, oh God.
0: One of my new favorites is Casting Crowns with Matthew West with Nobody. Why you ever chose me
1: has always been a mystery. All my life I've been told I belong at the end of the line. With all the other not quite, with all the never get it right, but it's Looking for all this time Cause I'm just a nobody Trying to tell everybody All about somebody Who saved my soul Ever since you rescued me You gave my heart a song to sing I'm living for the world to see Nobody but Jesus I'm living for the world to see Nobody but Jesus Moses had stage fright And David brought a rock to a sword fight You picked twelve outsiders nobody would've chosen And you changed the world Well the moral of the story is Everybody's got a purpose So when I hear that devil start talking to me Saying who do you think you are I say I'm I'm just just a a nobody to tell everybody well, All about somebody Who saved my soul Ever since you rescued me You gave my heart a song to sing I'm living for the world to see Nobody but Jesus I'm living for the world to see Nobody but Jesus So let me go down, down, down Another blood a faithful member of the family And if they all forget my name Well, that's fine with me I'm living for the world to see Nobody but Jesus So let me go Tell to-
0: Jesus Our last song of worship this morning has a central theme to our message today. Here's David Crowder and forgiven
2: Six feet under, I could have been lost forever Yeah, I should be in that fire But now there's fire inside of me Here I am, a dead man walking No grave gonna hold God's peace
0: awesome time of worship we just had. Hey, stick with us, because right after the break, we're going to be right back with our lesson, Fight or Forgiven.
3: Hey, Elevate Radio, this is Matt, worship pastor here at Crosspoint Church. Man, I'm so excited uh, that you're joining us on our podcast. Me and Cody and the team have worked really hard to put some great stuff together for you. Uh, This is an interesting time, we're all going through changes, we're uh, experiencing different things together, and as we're moving towards the digital campus and we're spending time online with each other more so than ever, uh, man, what a great opportunity for you all to dive in uh, to God's word with Cody and the team. Man, we are so excited about what God's going to do in and through this. Join us uh, as we listen together together. through these podcasts and uh, the messages to come for Elevate. Uh, man, what a great opportunity for everyone uh, to just experience God in a new, fresh way. Uh, but man, when we get back together and are able to spend time with each other, how awesome will it would be uh, to know that we've been in God's Word together, uh, even though we haven't seen each other. Hey, enjoy your time together. Enjoy this podcast. I know I'm going to be listening. I hope you are too. Talk to you soon.
0: Play along with me for just a minute if you will. Imagine something in your life that means a lot to you. Now, it can be a material thing for the sake of this conversation. Is it a car? Is it a phone? Or is it something a little bit deeper? Is it a pet? Could it be a friend or could it be a family member? Now, I need you to imagine that someone has taken that item or that person away from you. Literally, they've stolen something that belongs to you. Now, not only have they stolen it, but they've damaged it. And I want you to imagine if it was a material thing that somebody's taken a sledgehammer and just went to town on it and wouldn't stop. And if it was something that was living, like a pet or a family member, I want you to imagine that they've been damaged emotionally. They've been scarred physically. They've starved them. And... Quite frankly, they've just been mean. Now let's fast forward in your imaginary personal journey for a minute. And you've been on this journey and after seeing what this person has done wrong in your life, you learn that they are in your hometown, the place that you've settled. And they're just minutes away from where you are. You go on down to their home and you see them there. And once you see them, you realize that they're vulnerable. Uh the place that they're living uh you can tell that they're short on money and they're short on food. however, you know what they've done to add some bitterness, you recognize that this thief has done such horrible things to you or your loved item, and you happen to know this thief, standing with them face to face, eye to eye, man to man, woman to woman, you have a decision to make now. Your head is flooding with emotion. You know you have to speak, but you're afraid to. Because when you open your mouth, you're unsure what's going to come out. But it's decision time. Do you forgive that person or do you hold on to that grudge and get your revenge? This week, we catch back up with Joseph, and at this point in the story, he's second in command of Egypt, but stands just as strong and just as powerful as the Pharaoh when a unique opportunity hits him out of the blue. Now, I want you to remember from last week all the dreams that Joseph interpreted for his fellow prisoners and for Pharaoh, and that Joseph is aware because of these dreams of the seven-year famine that Egypt is going to experience. It's up to Pharaoh who he allows to come into his land at the time and wouldn't you know it, his brothers from Canaan show up and stand face to face with Joseph. They're asking for grain to take back to their home, which is running short on food and supplies. Now, there's a lot of scripture to cover during this week. And for that reason, I ask that you take just a second to grab a Bible, press the pause button on this podcast, and read Genesis 42 through 45. Afterwards, go ahead and hit play and continue on with this podcast. If you don't have a Bible readily available, I urge you to download a Bible app Bible.is is is a great one. It's an audio Bible. And you can read chapters 42 through 45 to get a clear understanding of today's message. This lesson is entitled, Forgiveness or Revenge? And going back to our story from just a few minutes ago, I wonder if you forgave or if you fault and carried the baggage of this anger in your life. You know, I, I give you my answer with just a little bit of shame because as much as I would like to tell you that I forgave the person that done something to me, I also know me. And I know that forgiveness is something to me that that just doesn't come naturally, especially when somebody's done something so mean to me personally. I would have a really hard time choosing forgiveness. If this was done to something not material, but done to something that was a loved one, my anger might even get the best of me. That's why spending time in God's word every day is so rewarding and so freeing of that anger that you hold on to. God's Word can teach you so many things about living your best life and continuing to have the best year ever. Now, I want to go to our lesson points. And the first lesson point that I want to cover today is that Joseph has the chance to choose vengeance and not forgiveness. Think about Joseph for a moment. He pretty much has a free pass here. His own brothers don't even recognize him. They already have a built-in respect for Joseph because of his status of being second in command. Joseph literally has the unquestioned power to do any and everything he would want to do. And how easy would it have been for Joseph to choose revenge over forgiveness? The last time he looked in his brother's eye to eye, they were selling him into slavery. After they had plotted to kill him. Now, they're looking at him now, begging him for grain and to take back, grain to take back home to their families and their fathers. I always have to remind myself When I'm studying the Bible and I read stories about these different people through history, that God has chosen to use their life as lessons for us of one major truth. And that's that all of these people, whether it be Moses, Adam, Abraham, Isaac, or in this case, Joseph, whoever he uses to tell us a story, it's reminded to me that they have a human heart just like we do. If you read on through the scripture a bit, you see that Joseph almost tests his brothers by keeping one of their other brothers, Simon, in prison and sending the other brothers back home so they could bring back their younger brother, Benjamin, who did not come along in the journey in the first place because their father refused to send him. This whole event can really show us how forgiveness works in the human heart in at least two different major ways. The first one is that Jesus needed time to process his brothers being right in front of him. He did not know what to do immediately. You know, you have to believe that throughout the journey in Joseph's life, you know, during his time in slavery, especially during the time in prison, that the what-ifs he ever came back across his brothers came to his mind. There's no doubt that he had taken time and imagined what it would be like to see his brothers and fathers again. I'm sure there were days that he leaned towards forgiveness, and I'm sure there were days that he leaned towards revenge. The end result during this time, though, was that he did not have to make a decision that day so he could push that decision off, but standing right in front of him today, In the flesh were his brothers, and he was still struggling with which decision to make. The test of forgiveness here really snuck up on him. You know, choosing forgiveness, and this is the second point, choosing forgiveness in our own heart is harder than it should be because sin has allowed us Our heart to be hardened. Ephesians 5 verses 1 through 2 says, Imitate God, therefore, in everything you do, because you are His dear children. Live a life filled with love following the example of Christ. He loved us and offered us as a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma to God. You know, when I was a kid, there were these cheap cloth bracelets that came out everywhere uh, and they had WWJD on them and for a time they were almost something like a fashion statement and everywhere and everybody seemingly you saw people wearing and it stood for what would Jesus do when it comes to a matter of forgiveness versus revenge you can be assured that Jesus will choose forgiveness every time, as long as you're a believer in Jesus. Now, Jesus himself went to the cross for us, giving up his very own life to defeat sin and death so that he could forgive us. Imagine if Jesus chose not to forgive and how hard our heart would be then. I'm not saying that choosing forgiveness is easy because a lot of times Choosing forgiveness is not easy, but I am saying that it's the right thing to do. It's almost like a saying that we hear from our parents, you know, the right thing to do is not always easy. But when you put yourself in Joseph's shoes, I imagine that that pending decision on his heart is going to be much more difficult than that of being able to forgive some minor inconvenience that was caused in his life. We're going to return with our best year ever momentarily right after this break.
4: Hi, everyone. Greg Dobler here, lead pastor for Cross Point Church in Jonesboro, the home of Elevate Youth Ministry, and I sure hope you're enjoying this week's edition of Radio Elevate as much as I am. I'd love to invite you to join the Facebook group, Elevate Unlocked. Every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, there is an open discussion about that day's unlocked devotional. Now, Elevate is in no way affiliated with unlocked ministry, but we're brothers in Christ and we, uh, we want the same thing and we cooperate and coordinate with each other to worship God together. So the unlocked devotionals are available in your Google Play Store for Android, or in the iTunes Store for Apple, and it's completely free. Or you can visit the website www.unlock.org, www.unlocked.org to hear their devotional as well. Each devotional is approximately three to five minutes, and it really does help you set your day in motion towards God. And then afterwards, head on over to the discussion on Facebook and give your thoughts and your experiences or comments about that day's devotional. Again, just search for Elevate Unlocked, and let's unlock the kingdom of God together. Hey, and tell
0: them Pop sent you. And we're back. So why is choosing forgiveness important to our own life? So what exactly does it matter if we forgive someone or not? Our opinion and whether we forgive someone or not may not make that much of a difference to the person that wronged us in the first place. However, have you ever thought about forgiveness being more for you than for your adversary? Anybody who has ever heard me teach knows that I love the book of Proverbs. However, when it comes to forgiveness, one of my favorite proverbs doesn't actually come from the Bible. I don't really know where this proverb originated, but it goes something like this. I don't have room in my carry-on for negativity. When you choose not to forgive somebody you're really only left with two options. And the first option is vengeance. The problem with vengeance and revenge is that it is not pleasing to God. And it's really selfish and on its own sinful. Starting at Matthew 5, verse 38, you have heard the law that says the punishment must match the injury. An eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say, do not resist an evil person. If someone slaps you on the right cheek, offer the other cheek also. This scripture was the words of Jesus himself as part of the Sermon on the Mount. This teaching was directly from Jesus' mouth to a large crowd. Now, Jesus did not just talk the talk of this sermon. He walked the walk and he walked it right up to the hill of Calvary. Jesus was literally beaten, he was humiliated, he was degraded, and he was prosecuted. Yet, he still chose forgiveness. He forgave the floggers that whipped him, he forgave the people that prosecute him, he he forgave the disciples that denied him, and most importantly for us, he forgave the future generation's through his act on the cross because he knew that we too would disobey him and fall short of him. Jesus didn't just turn the other cheek. Je- Jesus gave his own life and his entire body to demonstrate forgiveness. Going to the cross was not the easy decision, but it was the choice he made to give us all eternal life. Jesus had every justification to choose vengeance. And let us choose death over life. But because Jesus made the hard decision, and that decision was the decision of forgiveness, we will live forever in his presence. The second option you have if you don't choose to forgive is to be weighed down by the negativity of the wrong that was done to you the rest of your life. And quite frankly, ain't nobody got time for that. Being weighed down by your past does not give any credit to your life. It does not change the wrongdoing that was done to you and it does not weigh down the person that wronged you in the first place. Proverbs 12.25 says, Anxiety in a man's heart weighs it down, but a good word makes it glad. Maybe that anxiety is simply holding on to that grudge. Maybe the relief from the weight is to simply say, I forgive you. Holding a grudge takes time. Holding a grudge takes energy. Holding a grudge replaces good things in your life and replaces them with that negativity. If you're not careful, that grudge can overtake you and it can almost become an idol. I mean, think about it. You're worshiping your negativity instead of God's example and choosing forgiveness. Therefore, don't allow the wrongdoing that someone else has done in your life to become a sin that distances you from God. That takes us to lesson point three. Love is overwhelming when you choose love. Let's look at Genesis 45 verses 1 through 8. Joseph could stand it no longer. There were many people in the room and he said to his attendants, Out, all of you! So he was alone with his brothers when he told them who he was. Then he broke down and wept. He wept so loudly that the Egyptians could hear him and word of it quickly carried to Pharaoh's palace. I am Joseph he said to his brothers. Is my father still alive? But his brothers were speechless. They were stunned to realize that Joseph was standing there in front of him. Please come closer, he said to them, so they can came closer. And he said again, I'm Joseph, your brother, whom you sold into slavery in Egypt. But don't be upset and don't be angry with yourselves for selling me to this place. It was God who sent me here ahead of you to preserve your lives. This famine that has ravaged the land for two years will last five more. And there will be neither plowing nor harvesting. God has sent me ahead of you to keep you and your families alive and to preserve many survivors. So it was God who sent me here, not you. And he's the one who made me an advisor to Pharaoh, the manager of his entire palace, and the governor of all Egypt. You know... It's almost like Joseph had an epiphany. In an instant, Joseph couldn't take it anymore. He says, I am Joseph. And in that moment, God's plan becomes perfectly clear to him. All the trials, all the setbacks, all the troubles that Joseph experienced in his life have all led to this moment. However, imagine how lost Joseph would have been without that forgiveness. Without forgiveness, Joseph would have been blinded for what God was calling him to do. Without the forgiveness, Joseph would not have been allowed to preserve his family's, including his father's life. Let's look at the importance of choosing forgiveness here for just a second. Joseph chose forgiveness, which spared his brothers' lives. However, Years had passed since Joseph's brothers had sold him into slavery. Think of how much his brothers could have grown spiritually during this time. Spiritually, these brothers are not in the same place they were just a couple of years prior. They're worried about their father. They're worried about their family. I'm sure that during their time away from their brother, they've been troubled by what they had done to their brother anyway. now. I'm not taken up for what they did to their brother, but we often forget that every single one of us are children of God. Every single one of us plays a role in this life. Our role to different people we come across during our life may be different to some than they are to others. To their father, Joseph's brothers were loved sons. They were crucial to the survival of their farm. To their families, they were husbands, they were fathers, they were providers. Depending on where your objectives in life lie, you could play a hero or you could play a villain to separate people. One event in someone's life cannot define their entire life. By holding on to a grudge against someone, you may miss out on the love someone else could inject into your life even if that person had previously done you wrong. The weight of sin and the past event had to be lifted off of the shoulders of Joseph and his brothers. By Joseph choosing forgiveness, he had preserved his family, he had restored broken relationships, and he had started to build a relationship with his younger brother, He has now elevated his entire family and been able to provide for that family all because he chose love over forgiveness. Think of the unspoken lesson that has been taught to his brothers and his entire family by choosing love. God was with Joseph throughout all of his trials, and I'm sure that God was right there beside him when Joseph forgave his brothers, just like he's with us any time that we're facing love or forgiveness over hate and retaliation in our own heart. I'd like for you to remember this week that you'll be put in a position to choose revenge over forgiveness. However, If you just think back to those bracelets that we used to wear and the motto that we learned over the years that says WWJD, remember how many times God has forgiven you and what he went through so that you would be forgiven. Know that there's absolute freedom in forgiveness. Not forgiving weighs you down and there's no need to carry on to that burden. Let's pray. God, we come to you today in so many different places as we're doing this remotely on this podcast, Lord. And maybe we're way in the future, Lord, but maybe this prayer is coming to me then, Lord. Whatever I'm holding on to in my heart, whatever grudge, whatever wrong has been done to me, I forgive that right now, Lord. I free myself of the chains that... Whatever wrong's been done to me in my life, Lord, that's been weighing me down, that's been sitting on my shoulders, today, Lord, I let go of that, and I give that to you. And I pray, Lord, that you'll continue to work on my heart, and you'll help me choose forgiveness over revenge and over vengeance time and time again. Lord, we thank you for all that you've done in our lives. We thank you for all that you're going to do in our lives, and it's in your name that we pray, amen. Well, folks, we have a very special guest that's going to join us right after the break. Don't go nowhere. We'll be right back.
3: Hey, Radio Elevate. This is Matt with Crosspoint. Uh, Man, it's so good to spend time with you today, and I hope you're uh, excited about listening uh, to this brand-new edition of Radio Elevate. Uh, I wanted to take a moment to tell you about a, a new way to give Uh, to Crosspoint the ministries of Crosspoint including Radio Elevate and Elevate Student Ministry Uh, you can text to GIVE just text GIVE to 467-5311 that's 423-467-5311 if you're new to it uh, it'll walk you through the process of how to get set up and all that Uh, it's very quick, very easy and from that moment on uh, all you do is text GIVE to that number, uh, and then the amount that you would like to give uh, to the ministries of Cross Point Church. Uh, man, thank you again so much for listening to Radio Elevate. We're so glad that you're joining us today.
0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Radio Elevate. We have a special guest this week joining us via the telephone. She's another one of the youth leaders at Cross Point Church in Jonesboro and Elevate Youth Ministry. We've got Mallory Murray today with us. How are you doing today, Mallory?
5: Hey, I'm good. How
0: are you? Hey, I'm doing great. Thank you for joining us today. You know, you're one of the leaders. You're one of the stalwarts there at Elevate Youth Ministry. Uh, You've been with the ministry about as long as it's been there. You've been the constant. What's it feel like to be on a podcast for Elevate Ministry?
4: It
5: feels very different. Not getting to be there with everybody, but um, better than nothing.
0: Yeah, better than nothing. You know, uh, you've been with us a little bit as we've been talking about the uh, story of Joseph and having the best year ever. Uh, When we get to these chapters, Genesis 42 through 45, Mallory, what was your takeaway from this lesson?
5: So I kind of tried to relate it to like my life right now. Um, So we see that like in the previous chapters that we've talked about, like, you know, Joseph is into slavery he um, then gets put in um, like a household where he becomes a slave and he's pretty high up there and then he gets thrown in jail and then he becomes Pharaoh's second hand man and now like his brothers are coming to him for help and he um, like he just he has this opportunity to like he can either be very bitter towards them which I feel like a little bit He was in the beginning. Um, He wasn't like super nice to them whenever they first came. Um, But like near the end, he was very like, he broke down and cried.
0: Um, It's kind of like running into somebody that you've had an issue with in the past. And you're like, I just don't know what to do yet.
5: Yeah. We can see here that like he has a very, we can see his human heart here because like at first he, I don't know. He just, it doesn't seem like he doesn't want to be very revengeful, but he also kind of puts his brother on this path that like, you know, I'm going to throw one of you in jail. Um, you have to go get your other brother. Um, yeah,
0: it's like, we've got this, these extra steps to get to where his brothers want to go. He's going to put hurdles in front of them. Yeah. You know, Um, with, with that whole story and how you relate to it, and, you know, and I think you said a minute ago and I agree wholeheartedly that we really see the human heart in this. Why do you think that human hearts have such a hard time with forgiveness?
5: My thing is like, I guess if you look at something in a way as it being super negative, it you become very bitter to it. But if you kind of try to put it in like a positive light. Um, I mean, then you'll have hope for it. Like, he he was initially, like, put into the worst position possible. And I guess my feelings on it is, like, not everything, not every situation that's bad comes from the devil. I mean, if he hadn't been thrown into slavery by his brothers, he would never have the chance to stand in front of them right now. Like, he would be starving with them instead of giving them food and giving them land. Um, I mean, this was all part of God's plan, and he, at the end of verse 40, or chapter 45, he told his brothers that, like, don't be sorrowful for this, Um, like, this was God's plan, and so I guess it's just um, relating to, like, right now, like, we're in this pandemic, and, um, like, whenever this first started, like, I kind of found myself feeling a little bitter about it, too, like, I'm not going to be able to graduate. I don't get a pinning ceremony. My um, clinical sites have been taken away. And I was just looking at all of these negative things until, like, I realized, like, this is just causing me a bunch of anxiety and stress. And, um, like, when you turn to God and you look at it, it's like, this is God's plan. Like, that anxiety starts to diminish. And um, I think of Proverbs 12. Verse 25, it says, anxiety in the heart of man causes depression, but a good word makes it glad. Um, So thinking of it as, like, this is God's plan for my life. He's not going to let me just despair in this. Like, you have to, like, this is going to have something good out of it.
0: You know, my my next question for you was going to be, can you share a personal story about this? But, uh, you know, I I think you just did with the uh, talking about your pinning ceremony and your graduation. And I know a lot about that because, you know, my wife's a nurse, too. And, And for the listeners that aren't aware, Mallory's in nursing school right now. And you're in your last semester, aren't you? Yep. So, uh, you know, this pandemic has caused that. I know how important graduation and I know how important the pinning ceremony was to my wife. So I can imagine what you're going through. So how did you come through to find, you know, acceptance and forgiveness in that?
5: I think for me, like, I had to look at it as like, I'm not the only one going through this. Like, I'm sitting here, like, feeling pity for myself. But there are, like, other people out there who, like, they're missing so much more. Like, people have had to cancel their weddings and, like, all of that. And, like, I still get to graduate. I still get a diploma. I just get to walk. And so I had to, like, think of it as, like, there's worse out there. I'm still getting all of my stuff. Um, Like, I just had to, like, it was just causing me a lot of anxiety. And um, the girls in my nursing group. We've all been sending each other, like, a bunch of um, just uplifting things just because, like, we've all been feeling so, like, sorry for ourselves. And we all kind of, like, came to a Jesus meeting that, like, we've got to stop this. This isn't good for any of us. Um, and so kind of just finding a group of people, like, we're not able to see each other, but we still FaceTime every day. We still... um come in contact every day just because we need that like that group of people that keeps you accountable for jesus
0: you know and and that's hard to do i know uh you know last week we had band practice and uh you and i were both there and that was the first time that i'd seen you and i don't i'm gonna guess probably about a month and it was like man you, you forget how much uh, being with other people really helps you accountable towards Jesus. And that's really kind of the goal of this podcast here is whenever we're not around each other is to keep each other accountable for Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh,
5: with like, like all of our kids right now, they're not in school and they don't get to physically see their friends. Um, so I'm sure that's hard for all of our youth group too.
0: Oh, I'm sure. So why do you think that Joseph ultimately chose forgiveness?
5: Hmm. That's a good question. I think ultimately, like, he came very close to God during all of this. Um, and so he could have just chosen the path of being revengeful. Um, like just like, he was very high up in Egypt. He could have done anything that he wanted to to his brothers. But he's already lost so much time with them and with his father. Um, we see in, like, first, or chapters 42 through 45, like, he asks about his father and his other brother, like, all the time. Um, and so he's missed out on so much time with them already. Like, if he were to choose, like, being revengeful or being bitter about it, he wouldn't get that time with them.
0: You know, I I think when I I look back on this, I think about the time that Joseph spent in the prison and the time that Joseph spent in slavery and all this time away from his family. You know he had to be questioning what are they doing, uh, Mm -hmm. what's going on in their life. So you know that he had to sit back and think on this. And I'm like you. I, I noticed a lot of times he questions, hey, how's dad doing? Uh, He wanted to know how his father was. And, you know, it'd been several years, so a lot can happen in a couple years. So, you know, he had to be worried about his father's health, uh, his father's well-being, knowing that we're in the middle of this famine, that, you know, maybe his father's just simply hungry. So uh, I found it curious that he was interested in his father. But he was also very curious about Benjamin the younger brother whom he must have not had a lot of contact with back prior. Mm -hmm. And I think that that might've been part of the reason that he sent off to get Benjamin was because he wanted to meet Benjamin and actually form a relationship with him.
5: Yeah. And I think too, like he saw like the hurt that his brothers were feeling. Um, Like they were still talking about like how they had, Um, like how all this was happening because of their blood for Joseph. And um, I feel like just hearing them kind of, they're still feeling bad about that. Um, That kind of helped with his forgiveness.
0: Yeah. I I think so oftentimes, (laughs) you know, everybody's the good guy and the bad guy in a story. It just depends on what point of view you're looking at it from. Mm
4: -hmm. And,
0: uh, you know, Joseph's brothers has their own family and has their their own issues and to certain people they're not the bad guys they have hearts they have feelings just like we do you know even our enemies God loves them and seeks a relationship with them just as much as he does us and Joseph may not have been able to impart that into his brothers had he not have chosen forgiveness
5: yeah
0: so Mallory is there anything else that you'd like to add today Hmm.
5: I just like to say like, I think it's also really cool how um, like, so Benjamin and Jacob or Benjamin and Joseph were the only two sons of Rachel. And so Jacob was the absolute favorite. Whenever his father thought that he had died, Benjamin kind of became the favorite. Yeah. And instead of his brothers feeling hateful towards Benjamin, they like kind of see where his father's coming from now, like with trying to protect him and, um so I just think that's really cool kind of how their hearts have also changed like with like the favoritism of his father like they're not bitter towards that anymore either.
0: Yeah, they they've kind of maybe just accepted or understood a little better. Yeah. Uh so
5: that's
0: really cool. Yeah, I, yeah, that's a great point and I, I you know that's something that I didn't even pick up on when we were uh studying this lesson. So Hey, Mallory, I, I thank you so much for joining us here on Radio Elevate today.
5: Yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> so, hey, if uh, you're an Elevate student and you'd like to join us on Radio Elevate, hey, give me a call. We'd love to have you on. And we thank you so much for joining us this week here on Radio Elevate. Join us next week as we're going to be right back here. and We're going to finish our study on the best year ever as we finish our series on Joseph and we will announce our next series coming up everybody stay safe and it was great having you this week thank you so much my name's cody fair thank you mallory for joining us we'll see you next time